like scary stories If you like tasty beers Open up your mouth holes And open up your ears For... I'm eating some incredible grapes. Grapes. Spanish grapes. That's right. Spanish grapes. Those grapes from Spain. So grapes good. from Spain. That makes grapes. The grapes <laughs> and spapes fall mainly in the papes. <laughs> That's the one. And it's so delicious. And Vanessa, you are so metropolitan. Oh my God. I know. I just. I have the most metropolitan of fruit snacks. Yeah. But you know what's not metropolitan and is actually quite trashy? I don't. Um, oh. In Beaverton. Red grapes. Red grapes. <laughs> psh, whatever. Q grapes. <laughs> uh, no. In Beaverton, Oregon. Ooh, Beavertown. Beaverton. Beavertown, Oregon. Now, this happened uh, two weeks ago. But I'm just learning about it Two now. Two weeks ago, a okay. town full of okay. beavers. No, a car. The government's been covering it up. I wish. No, a gov- uh, car thief mm-hmm. stole somebody's SUV. Uh, okay. It was in the parking lot of a grocery store. Mm-hmm. So he goes oh, in. Oh, no. He, he was steals- trying to get some grapes. He, he, no, no. Mom was trying to get grapes. Yeah, someone was trying he, to get grapes and their car got stolen. And their car was just left unlocked and unattended. And the guy like hops okay, in. Okay, that's, that's your own damn fault then. Yeah, hops no. in, drives 15 feet before realizing there's a child in the backseat. Oh, no, baby with her chest. Turns no. around. Wait, turns around, goes back, waits for mom to come out of grocery store. We Berates her about leaving her child in the car removes child drives off still with car hey man as long as he got the car <laughs> uh i really thought you were gonna say just gave the baby back but lectured lectured the mom and gave to be fair justifiably lectured yeah i mean she yeah, did, no she, she was she fucked up man like because that, that could have he's like this could have been a kidnapping god damn it yeah i'm not doing that time exactly i think he realized really quickly if i get caught because he's a smarter criminal yeah this yeah, is a sharp guy. You don't want yeah, that's kidnapping. Yeah, a much bigger crime. Plus, they got them Amber Alerts. They're going to be looking for that oh, car. Oh, yeah. Right? It, it, no, it's they much don't give easier. A shit. They, they don't Amber Alert every stolen car, but a baby in but the car. But if there's a baby yeah, in it, a Amber stolen alerted. baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, so, but did have to give a couple minute lecture about that and then still drove off with car. I love the idea that she'd be looking at this dude in her own car as yelling at her. He's yelling at her, you idiot. Yeah. Well, How like, irresponsible. Thrusting her baby at her. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Take your baby. Take your baby, dumbass. Feature. <laughs> I hope your baby likes these dumb grapes that you had to get so yeah. desperately. Hope, hope your grapes were worth it. Yeah. Idiot. Now this is my SUV. <laughs> Sheila, eat your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the part of the story that the, in Beavertown, this was a visiting family of llamas. Yep. Oh. There's, there's a racial component. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Was he caught? Yes. He uh, The vehicle was found a few hours later in Portland, but police are still searching for the thief. Oh, this dude got away clean. Yeah. Well, and he, he taught oh my this God. woman can a valuable ima- lesson. Yeah, he did. Can, can you imagine they're going to do like a lineup and they're going to be like, wait, tell every single person in this lineup, lecture this woman about leaving her baby yeah. in the car. Well, it has to be true because he was wearing a black ski mask. Yeah. Like she didn't see his face. She just knew he had braided hair. Please, so please read was the it. following quote. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your grapes are worth it. 
That's the quote. Okay. Uh, suspect number no, the two. Next, n- next one. I-, I hope your grapes were worth it. All right. Suspect number three. I hope your grapes were worth it. That's the one. <laughs> That's, That's the guy. That's the guy. <laughs> that is him. That was oh. definitely him. It was Hijacker Steve. Yeah, it was super yeah, Hijacker. it was me. I feel pretty good about what I did there. I don't think she's ever going to leave that baby in a car again. I, I, I mean, here's the thing, guys. I needed to borrow that car, but I also needed to, like capitalize on a teachable moment right (laughs) i was i was really doing a benefit to society so i really think i should not go to prison yeah i mean time off for good behavior right right like that counts as my community service two wrongs don't make a right like what what are the two wrongs well she was a baby leaver and i shouldn't go to jail for that yeah i should go to jail for her leaving the baby two wrongs don't make a right but what about two wrongs and a right right (laughs) Like, I stole the baby, but then I gave the baby back, and I still stole the car. Yeah, Those like are the how, two wrongs. It's like how UPS will make three right turns instead of a left. Yeah. It's like that, but for babies. <laughs> it's just like that. Just. Except for babies. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Speaking of exactly the same. Yep. Hi! Hi! Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we would have just fucking stolen that baby. Yeah, we would have just, it would have been our baby now. We would have taught it to live a life of crime. Yep. Yeah, it would have been like a whole little situation. Like a, like she, we would get her some animated animals to be friends with. Maybe. And oh. she would have like grown up on the mean streets of Portland. Portland. Got some <laughs> fucking Oliver Twist shit. I love it. Yeah. Burning down DNC offices like this kid. Hell yeah. Life this shit ain't crime. radical enough. Yep. Yeah. Life of super radicalized crime. Mm-hmm. I love it. We make the most radical babies. Yeah. <laughs> we are Portland. We make the most radical. We make the most radical babies. That's the new state's logo. Or motto, <laughs> I should say. Uh, no, this week, uh, we are not... I mean, maybe we're talking about babies. I don't know. Um, but this week... Oh, yeah. My story got babies. Great. Well, this week, we are calling a mulligan uh, yeah. in honor of our beer. Mulligan. Mulligan. Yeah. Um, from Second Chance Brewery. Uh, and what we've decided to do is retell a story that the other has told from the first 20 episodes. Yeah, so of we went podcast. way back to four the beginning. Years. Imagine pictures. Four years four ago. Four years probably ago. Probably no one, no one on this show, I'm sure some listeners do, but no one on this show no. remembers what we talked about the nope. first time. 100%. No. And I made sure I did not know. I was yeah, like, yep. I did not re-listen to your episode. And no. I definitely didn't re-listen to yours. I guarantee we're going to make the same joke, though. <laughs> I think so. I think we learned that when I redid Haunted Office Brazil or whatever. Yep. yep. Look, we we know we can do it Don't care. I made that decision. I stand by it. I will do it again. And now I am doing it again. Yeah, on purpose Yeah, this time this you did time. it on purpose, which gives well, it an air of credibility. That's true. And credibility. And. <laughs> that comes Friday. Um, this time I'm telling Melly's story right. as opposed to just literally retelling a Your story, story I have told before. That's right. Oh, we've made progress as a podcast. I like what it. What if I was just like, I misunderstood the assignment. The assignment. <laughs> and I just retell my story from last week. What did I talk about last week? Oh Aliens. God. That would have been amazing. Been like, so Guys, I'm digging back into the archives. So, so four I'm days ago. in the archives. Back in 97, there were some lights over Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird. It was really weird. There uh, was a governor with a really weird name. Yep. 
who who got booted for some shady activity and then was like it's all real see that's why we had to go way back we had to do something we don't actually remember yes and this definitely ticks all those boxes for me at least yes so i went super way back machine we said top 20 is what we felt like that would be long enough ago this is legit four years ago for us guys yep this was back before we had a high, before we had a cheers. Yeah. Before we knew our tagline. We were still finding ourselves. We were yeah. baby. We were a baby podcast. Sexy podcast. Just yeah. out there in the world. I was Hot not yet. Nubile podcast. Oh boy. Well, we were still ready, ready for, for the, the weekend. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're an old ugly podcast. Yeah. Haggard <laughs> we're, ass. We're wizened with age. Yes. Wizened with age. <laughs> Crow's feet. Lap danglers. Shit, yeah. <laughs> that's this podcast, baby. At least baby. 17 more gray hairs between the three of us. Oh, that's yeah. Cute. It's all bop. Yep. It's all mine. <laughs> Those grapes are hanging real low. Oh, real yeah. low today. <laughs> um, so I picked, I believe it is... I, it's it's either in the first five or it is number five. Ooh. But I went super way back. I and I'm going to tell the story of La Llorona. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Lorona. The Lorona. She that. likes grapes. <laughs> yeah. Grape Not to be fan. confused with Corona. Yes. <coughs> cough, cough. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, so I'm going to tell the story of La Llorona, which Melly, I'm sure, beautifully told. I'm sure. Uh, it was many, gorgeous. many moons ago. Do not Lyrically. remember any of it. No. Remember the like broad strokes of who she was? Yeah. She she cries. Um, but I like really dug in on something and found a weird angle because you know I love me some righteous feminism. Of course. Mm. Um so so it may be completely different, or you may have done the exact same fucking thing and I just don't remember. You know what? If you when you start telling the story, if it rings a bell, as it sometimes does, <laughs> I'll just like make a little tick and be like, oh, I remember this. If it makes oh, you feel yeah, any better. I, that. If it, if I makes read you, that article too. If it makes you feel any better, I don't remember what we talked about last week. So, you know. That is true. Yep. Phoenix Lights. Phoenix Lights. All new for Bob. Sweet. What's that? <laughs> Star Child <laughs> School. Wait, we did a podcast last week? Yeah. yeah We've done this before. A couple times. A couple, three times. You know what we should do? We should watch some ghost adventures. No oh one's my done God. that. No one's, no one's done that. We should do it on Friday. Sweet. <laughs> it's a good day. Um, so La Llorona is a popular Latin American folklore about a young woman, often in her origin story. Her name is Maria. Of course. So Maria is like a beautiful young woman who comes from a sort of working class family. Mm-hmm. And she falls in love and marries a man who is either more powerful than her, more wealthy than her, from like a higher social standing than her. She marries up. We're going to call him Julio. <laughs> We're going to call him El Jefe Julio. Okay. Oh, there we I go. like it. Yeah. So Maria marries El Jefe Julio. <laughs> Um, with a grapes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that had pizza hands, but... You know what? It doesn't matter. If he's a Mexican-Italian grapes. A Mexican-Italian grapes. <laughs> don't know what that um, would look like. So they get married. They seem very happy at first. Uh, for the first few years, they have two beautiful children. Mm-hmm. And they're like living the Mexican dream. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, and by the way, a lot of these come out of Mexico because Mexico has sort of adopted this as their own legend, but it's really prevalent throughout most of the Southwestern United States, most of um, like Central America and mm-hmm. um, and like Northern, Southern North America. Yes. So it's not just Mexican. 
Um, so yeah, they have two children. And then as their marriage progresses in time and Maria gets a little bit older, mm-hmm. um, El Jefe Julio oh, starts no. spending more and more time away from the home. Oh, it's because um, and the her grapes are lap dangling. No, yeah, her no, grapes no. are down. Look, and this, w- this is a wealthy and powerful <laughs> businessman. He is the jefe, right? He's got to go He's- tend the business. Sure. He's a jefe doing jefe business. He's got to tend his wiener business. Yeah. He is because, so he starts spending less and less time at home and the time that he does spend at home, he really only spends interacting with his children. He like really dotes oh. on his children. He's still a very involved father. He loves his children. He's a crap husband though. Yes, he's this a garbage husband, but he's time. a good dad. What's he supposed to um, do? But then, Maria, oh. one day finds out that El Jefe Julio is putting it in some strange. What the oh, hell? No. And she is pissed. As one should be. She's really mad. And so she makes a decision. Uh-huh. She's got to drown her it. children in a river. That is, you know, that is a decision mm. that I don't it know if is the most logical. It, of it was a jump. It was yeah. a bit of a jump. I'm mad at my husband. It's time for these babies to die. Die, babies. Yes. So, like, because the husband still really cared about the children, still doted on the children. So she was like, this will teach him. I'll murder my own children. Look, that I had to grow and squeeze out of my vagina. Does not matter at this point. It's just to get back at him. Yeah. She's yes. looking past her own feelings. All, all the fun yes. kids is making them. And she's the one who had to go through all the trouble. And then she's just like, fuck it. Yeah. All yep. my hard work in the toilet. So, no, the yes, literally the river toilet. So she throws really her children in the river toilet. Oh, no. Immediately wants a mulligan. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> this story works on a couple levels. All it's the levels. mulligans all the way down. She, she yes, yeah, She's like, oopsie doodle. Did not mean to murder my children. Oops. She tries to like pull them back out. They're already dead. Crime of passion. So then she just says. All right, that's it. And she puts, she drowns herself in the river. Yeah. I mean, so like, it was either a real afternoon for her. No. I mean, look, her life was over regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Um, she blew it. This was a poor decision. Yeah. She really, she made a bad decision. And then she was like, well, there are consequences to my actions. And it is that I drown myself. Yeah. So she drowns herself and then she is dead. Is that what (laughs) happens when you drown yourself? She drowns herself to death, just to be clear. Okay. She is dead. Okay. She is um, hence the uh, ghost. Hence yeah, but the is she boo. alive though? Did, did she make it? No, no. She's she's so dead that she's no longer alive. Whoa. Okay, wow. She's really I know, dead. she's really dead. That's so she goes up death. to heaven, El Cielo. See. Um, and she is like at the gates being like, yo, Maria, pretty good lady, had one little oopsie doodle. And heaven's like, nah, bitch. That's a big oopsie doodle. You can't come in here. No. You murdered your children. So Maria hears this and says, I hear you. I've taken the newt. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back down to earth. I'm going to find some children, murder them as well, and then come back in with them. They'll be like my plus one, and that's how I'll get into heaven. I'm, you know, I'm pretty... I. I don't know if if heaven's got a plus one policy on murder. Was this, plus was this, two, she killed two children. Was this yeah. lady particularly book smart, book no, learned, good she, reader? Probably not. She, I mean, I mean, evidence seems to suggest otherwise. Yeah. Okay, just asking. Because um, so that is the current version of the legend of La, La Llorona. All right. I don't know why I suddenly swallowed that word. La, La Llorona La is La <laughs> La La Lona. So La La Lona. Lola, we'll just call her Lola. Lola. So Lola, like, is doomed to wander the earth as an undead spirit. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, look. Sure. It, I mean, she hell, earned it. Well, she has two options. Eternal damnation yeah. or wandering the earth. I feel like those are kind of the same option yeah. for her. Yeah. I mean, do you, but do you get to drown happy. babies? Here's the thing. Do you get to drown babies when you're in hell? Probably not. We don't know that. They stick hot pokers she, up your ass in hell. Do maybe she'd do? like that. You know what? True. I can't kink It shame. does seem to be a pastime of hers. Yeah. You don't know. Um, so what she does is she uh, she walks around wailing. Yeah. La Llorona means the wailing woman. Yeah. So she runs around going. <laughs> um, or sometimes. No, I was no, doing whale noises. Not. That was the good joke I made. <laughs> Um, yes, she's a humpback whale. No, so she goes around wailing um, and luring children. Lots of times she's like children that are playing by water. They're easy pickings. But yeah. she'll also sometimes come to a crossroads or like a big thoroughfare street that is close to water and like pick up some children there, lead them back to the water and drown them. Mm. Sure. Yep. Because yep. she's trying to get into heaven by killing more babies. Follow that logic. It's, it's not a great logic because she tried that once before failed i don't see why if you she's keep, just you know it's just trying to get the score like, up there you know I'm what i mean look how Uh-oh. many babies yeah. i've delivered to you heaven let me in yeah look <laughs> she's at these a baby sweet, beautiful innocent souls i continue to deliver to you I've you're been, welcome you're yeah, welcome i'm good for business <laughs> um so so that is the legend that uh modern day uh you know like central south american southwestern um uh north united american. states wherever yes, it north could american, be anywhere sorry um southeastern madagascar this this is the version that like people tell their children now and it's sort of a cautionary tale that's like don't go out because la llorona uh her her like main catch things are like she's always wearing a long white dress that is apparently the funereal garb she was buried in okay um she is always near water or like luring you towards water um and of course the wailing yeah that probably number one She's uh, in a crow's nest. She's got a harpoon. She is going to sh- throw it at your baby and take him straight to heaven. She is making oil lamp fuel. Yeah. She's trying to harvest ambergris from these children. To she's make- up there screaming, call me Ishmael. Like, she's just wailing. Call me <laughs> um, Which all the kids love Moby Dick jokes. That's why they she follows, they follow her back to the water. They're like, oh my God, I we're here for this. Love that story. That's why you tune into the Booze and Brews podcast. You can get these great whale jokes. Um, Classic so literature. That, so that's, and it's it, like I said, it's like used now as a cautionary tale to like keep kids from playing by the water. And to I love that kids. it's not used as a cautionary tale against murdering your children. <laughs> no, no, it's for children. It's like a bedtime story. You tell your kids, like, don't stay out after dark. La Llorona will get you. Don't play near the water unsupervised. La Llorona will get you. And this is like don't a Don't murder your children or you'll be forced to wander the realm in a, no. in a haze you of damnation how, murdering that's babies. Not, that's not the takeaway. And we're going to get to it. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. So a version of this myth is actually pretty prevalent throughout lots of other um, ancient civilizations as well. So there's like an ancient German and Hebrew version of this. And even way back to the like super, super ancient Greeks. Dang. Whoa. Had a version of a woman who is wronged by her man, kills her children because of it, and then feels bad and immediately kills herself. I feel like and she like, should take it out on the man. We're going to get I to disagree. It. <laughs> Hashtag feminism. Yeah. Um, Agree to disagree. So as I said, this is the version that like 
Mexican families tell their children now. But this version of the myth is actually fairly new. We think that this version started to become popular around the 1950s. Oh, shoot. And the earliest like established versions of this story date back to like the 14th century. So this is a very old um, Central American legend that in the 1950s got a whole rebrand and it's about like, don't let your kids near the water. Okay. Okay. But in earlier versions of the myth... Uh, the lesson is not don't like let your kids near water. Um, it's don't cross your fucking wife because in earlier versions of the myth, La Llorona is not trying to lure children into water. She comes back and then seeks vengeance against the man who wronged her and yeah. pushed her to such decisions. You know what? That seems more uh, right? true. That seems right. I, I'm trying I mean, to understand that seems how right. the fucking moral of the story got lost here. I'm sure you're going to explain it to me. Um, but yeah, I would I would hope so. Okay, great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it, it used to, to be big a man sort of... steps in. They co-opted the story. You're all, big male. <laughs> big male comes big male in, in here. and comes in and they're like, no, this is not what we need. We need it to be children-centric. I would like yes. all references to the patriarchy to be replaced with big male. <laughs> big male. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like big paper towels. Like they just want you to be afraid of all water. Yes. And they're here to soak yes. it all up big for you. Big paper towel came in here. They want you to soak up it. They want you to use this giant brawny man. That's right. Again, big, yeah. from big men. Male. Man, the man to soak up all the rivers so this woman will stop killing yes. babies. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so again, in the earlier versions of this myth, it's more about how women fit into like social structures within that timeline, right? Um, and how women were often faced with incredibly difficult decisions and very little personal recourse as to those decisions. Ah. So, mm. the version, the earliest versions of this Leave story, your like husband, said, murder your children. This is an easy choice. <laughs> the, the, earliest, the earliest versions of this are from the Aztecs from the 14th century. Ooh. And they center around these two sisters whose names are... <clears throat> oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, this, these are my favorite names. Cuicuatl. Yep. Sure, sure. That translates to Fnick Woman. Yes. Fnick. And her sexier sister, Cotclique, or the woman with the snaky shirt. So one is snakes and <laughs> one's got a snaky shirt. Real. <laughs> I would want the shirt. And I think I'd want the shirt. The woman of the snaky shirt uh, is roughly what that means. And both of these women are uh, like evil creatures who slink around at nighttime and they wail to try and lure children and they murder children. Like it's it feels very like where the basis of this came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were also um, like super feared by men as well as children because she would also come and like munch on a, on a male. On dude, Big yeah. male. Big um, and they were <laughs> said to feminism. be... <laughs> they were said to be like foretellers of some big war. Like okay. like an omen of like an impending war. Um, this is all propaganda by Big Snake Woman to try to take <laughs> away... <laughs> but then it sort of pivots around that time, around the like 1500s, um, because that was the time when the Spanish conquistadors were coming over and conquering the Aztec Empire. Mm-hmm. So this is the this is like Cortez coming over and yeah. like fucking killing all the goddamn Aztecs. Yeah. Okay, I've heard of that guy. So uh, w- there was a woman who our like whitewashed version of history has made her a villain and mm. has painted her as someone who turned against her people to help Cortez ah. conquer the Aztecs. Mm. Um, her name. Her, we don't even know what her original name was, but they started calling her Marina, and then they called her La 
Malinche. Okay. Okay. La Malinche. And the myth of this woman is that she was this Aztec woman. Cortez came over. She was like, hot shit. I'm going to fuck that. Um, and so she marries Cortez. She has two children with him. And then he uses her insider knowledge of Aztec culture and language and things to conquer the Aztec people. Aha. Mm. Um, well, so she they didn't call- know. She thought maybe he was down. Well, and that's why they call her La Malinche because it means um, like a disloyal compatriot. Mm. It's I was like, like a feminized traitor. version of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like basically a bad lady. Yeah. Um, but in reality, <laughs> in reality, this girl Marina was a teenage girl. Oh. Cortez is plundering her city. Yeah. Her parents are probably nobles. And as part of like a deal that the nobles make with Cortez to be like, please stop, stop murdering us. Like, here's a present. They gift him with 20 slaves Jesus. that are all young women. They're basically know they're turning their daughters into sex slaves. Mm. Um, so she gets sold to him as part of a minor plea deal for peace, which Cortez immediately goes back on. Of course. Um, it's just fucking choose. these dudes up, they give me hot babes to bone. That's right. He doesn't learn his lesson. Yeah. They should have just yeah. not given him anything. Well, and so she was originally giving to some other man Ugh. and was, mm-hmm. I'm sure, systemically raped by this other man. Yeah. And then at one point, they were trying to talk to another chieftain, and the people, the the um, Spanish, realize that she speaks multiple languages, and they start to be like, "Oh, awesome! You can work as an interpreter because you speak um, Nahuatl, the like native language. Yeah. You mm-hmm. speak like ancient Mayan. You speak ancient Aztec. You and you have learned Spanish. Uh, like well, no, their so version. she doesn't." She doesn't speak Spanish, but she does speak other languages. So they're using her as like a go-between. So like she speaks like Nahuatl and and Aztec. Yeah. So the locals are speaking to her in Nahuatl. She can turn around and in Mayan speak to someone who can then take that Mayan into Spanish and tell Cortez. Jesus, this is oh, a horrible yeah. game of telephone. This is the, uh, maybe this is why this all went sideways. I bet this uh, is why it went telephone sideways. Game. At one point, they like start to get deeper into the like peninsula and stuff, and they start to have to add a fourth translator into the chain. Good lord! So it's like she's just part of this chain, but she is the only local that's part of this chain, and she's also the only woman that's ah. part of this chain. Mm. So she becomes vilified very quickly, and then they're like, "Yeah, she loved him. She had children with him." I'm like, "I don't I, think that was her choice. I don't think that. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't seem like it. No. Yeah. Um, Look, and- did you know you can have children?" Not by choice. Yeah. So she has two children. And then at some point, Cortez is like, cool, I've conquered all of the Aztec people. I don't need you anymore. So he marries a, a, it's either like an, like an actual Aztec, like princess, like an incredibly high up royal within the culture or a, just an actual woman from Spain. Cause they were like importing brides at that point. Oh God. So he like pushes, yeah, fancy woman. So he pushes her aside in favor of another woman. He keeps their kids because she's just like a local savage. She can't be treated. She can't be trusted to raise them. No. Um, so then he like sends her off to some little tiny village where she dies at 29. Oh, oh God. And they've taken her children from her and she's become vilified within like history as like this woman who turned against her people to help Cortez. And I'm like, I don't think any of that is true. I don't think she had a choice to do what she no, did. It sounds like this is all very bad. Yes, but I think her story is the basis for when the story of La of this starts yeah. to become the story of La Llorona because it is a woman 
who is a, like tied to a man that is more powerful than her, yeah. has children with them. Somehow the children are taken away and she is cast aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and now in the in the myth version, she dies, she kills the children, and she now comes back to take revenge on the husband, which of right. course was not actually offered to poor young Marina. No. Mm. Um, but... But like this is where the the myth shifts, kind of. Gotcha. But so for decades, it's been about fucking taking down powerful men yeah. who push women aside. Yeah, and a lot of it is it like it follows along very clearly, like through the Aztec line of. Um, the Spaniards starting to bring in Spanish women. So they would have like local wives they would have children with. And then they would like get a mail order bride from Spain, cast that woman aside, keep, keep the their kids. children um, and like marry the actual Spanish woman. And then those women were sometimes left with like no money, no means to pay for themselves, like no to support themselves. And they would die. Oh and it was these, these vengeful spirits that would come back and haunt these Spanish conquistadors. Yeah, as they mm. should. Because they fucking push their women aside. Like she doesn't actually murder children in the earlier versions of this myth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it and this was super prevalent up until like the 1950s. So there's a play in 1917 called La Llorona. It was pretty popular, which like this is the exact plot of it. It's okay. like a local woman marries a Spanish man. He has her children together. He keeps the children. He pushes her aside. He marries a Spanish lady. She's pissed. She kills herself, becomes a ghost and haunts the shit out of him until mm. he dies. Great. Is there an additional um, child murder? No. No. Um, Slightly but disappointing. Ni- I give the play two stars. <laughs> Okay, but then in 1939, oh. there is this sh- there's another play also called La Llorona, okay. which is similar plot except she does first murder the children. I see. Nice, nice. As nice. opposed to letting to it him, because it's like she's not gonna let him and his new wife raise her children. No, she's like fuck, fuck that. that. Sure, so sure. She, so she kills the children. They're like you're a witch, and they like hang her, and she's like staring at him as she's hanging. She's like I'm cockman for you. Nice. And then she does. Okay. And the new wife. Um, and the 1939 version that does include the child murder is not about um, the Aztec colonization by the Spaniards. It's about the Mexican colonization by the other conquistadors. So, oh. like, it's this myth because the poor brown people of Central America just kept getting overtaken. Yeah. So they just take this La Llorona myth and, like, split it in to wherever fancier men are coming fucking their women, casting them aside and stealing their children. God. Mm. Apparently, um, it's a thing. Yes. So, as I said, and there's a uh, lot of that throughout history. I mean, uh, the the question that I would have then is like, are there stories of people like this in other cultures? Because I mean, like, it was it only it didn't only happen down there, right? Like, is there like a I don't know what the 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 Scandinavian version of La Llorona is, right? Is there a, a young Lugabor, right? Of of like a, you know like some Viking <laughs> ass story, lady actually. that had her, you know what I mean? Like like the, this this is not an uncommon tale. I just wonder I wonder if it exists yes. in other cultures. I think that's why it's so prevalent throughout multiple countries within Mm. Central and South America Mm. or Central and North America. Um, And then, like I said, at the beginning, there are a bunch of other myths that are very similar to La Llorona. La Llorona. La 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 to Lola. Yes. Um, And it's possible that they're origin story is very much like Lola's origin story mm-hmm, and it's just mm-hmm. been crafted over time to be she more about protecting your children. spider because, killed her children. Yes, because like I said like Magnetos there's like even ancient yeah. Greek versions of this but right. it could be that over the years it's been retold in a way that's now a cautionary tale for children yeah. when it originally started out as a don't fuck over your wife. Yeah. And we should have kept it. Wow. Yeah. My, my wife such. got really animated about that. Don't fuck me 
over, babe. Man, I'm, don't I'm do it. Starting well, to sh- learn things about a relationship haunt, she's not telling me. She will haunt the shit, shit out of you. I will do it. <laughs> if you um, go so like pork in some other lady, um, it, this is a, this is a legend that used to exist throughout huge chunks of that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's mostly the southwestern United States and Mexico is mm-hmm. sort of where most of the stories are garnered from these days. Yeah. And this is a thing that pretty much all, uh, if, you, if you are historically from that part of the world, you probably teach your children the mo- modern day version of La Llorona to help them not drown in a well yeah. or wander off in the nighttime because it's dangerous. Yep. Um, and that's how you raise children. Mm-hmm. Fear. Yes. And you raise by fear. You just scare the sh- shit out of them about everything. Oh, you're yeah, going to go down near the river, don't you? are going to see La Llorona. Uh-oh, you're going to go by the fucking... Swimming pool? Swimming pool, don't La do Llorona. that. Hey, you like the forest? Chupacabra, look the fuck out. Yeah, yeah get out of there. I, don't do it. Don't come home. This was like the 1950s to the 1990s version of when the streetlights come on, you come home. Yeah. Mm. Except, yeah. It's, except it's murder. <laughs> so, it's just so, like so, that. Just like the lights come yeah. on, you come home. The murder. Um, so, and there are tons of firsthand accounts all over the internet of like, I grew up on an avocado farm and my parents used to tell me this story. And one night I was out late when I wasn't supposed to be and it had just rained. The ditches were all overflowing. There was a lot of standing water. And I like heard someone whispering and crying. And as I, I like moved back towards the house to like the safety of my home, I could like hear it following me Jeez. until I got inside and I got safe. Like there's there are hundreds of people who have had this account Mm -hmm. and most of them all include that it's a child who is either out later than they were supposed to be out. Okay, they are in a area where they're not supposed to be Mm -hmm. and they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing. So Mm -hmm. this is very like that's why it's a cautionary tale. It's like don't do bad things or bad things will happen to you. I was a child in a pig farm wanking it. La Llorona. (laughs) Every time. La, yes. La Llorona. Um, and the it's modern day version of, of this, the modern day version of the story also tends to end with these children barely escaping with their lives as they like see her in the white dress coming through. Yeah. And then they realize that her wailing isn't just crying. She's saying, um, I mis hijos. I mis hijos. Oh, she's Aww. wailing for her children. And that's how they know, like, fuck, that's La Llorona. I gotta yeah. go home because I'm not supposed to be here. Right. Um, so this has become such a popular myth in recent memory yeah. that in 2019, uh, New Line Cinema made a movie called The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's on it's in the Conjuring universe. It's the sixth film within the Conjuring universe. Okay. I didn't um, know that there were that many. It for some reason stars Lindy Linda Cardellini. Sure, who is yep. not Mexican. No, no, Cardellini sounds very Italian. Yep. Um, I like I Cardellini. I got La Llorona. It's it's practically the same thing. What Italy and Spain are like the same country. Why They're the, the same, same vowel sounds. <laughs> um, it's also the lowest grossing film within the Conjuring franchise. So maybe they should have cast a person of color. Maybe. Mm. Just saying, love you, Linda Cardellini. But like, maybe that wasn't the role for you. It wasn't your I, role. I guess in the movie, she's like a white woman who was married to a Mexican man. They had children. Then he died. And then like the spirit of his first love is trying to take her children or something i have not seen the movie obviously uh, yeah mm. sure um but and it stars a white woman um but the casting cr- the rest of the cast and crew is primarily um latino latina mm-hmm. latinx 
Um, and they all used to like sit around at night and like in between shots and stuff and share their own personal stories of like when they saw uh, La Llorona. Um, and so much so, they like talked about her so much that weird things started happening on the set of the movie. Oh. Ooh. And then like one of the producers was like, well, yeah, like we got to shoot at this house for super cheap because it's haunted. Oh my God. And the crew was like, cool that's why like we're hearing whispering and like shit keeps moving around and even the director of the film who does not believe in ghosts which i'm like then why are you doing a conjuring movie right um he's like, he he's, said, like he's in it for the crap it was his lady. big yeah. break um so he said like yeah he didn't actually he doesn't believe in ghosts he like doesn't think any of it he's just trying to make a good movie but then they were like okay but was the set of your movie haunted and he just replied yeah some stuff happened <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I guess some stuff happened. I'm not a ghost guy, but yeah. yeah. Like he's being interviewed by the Los Angeles Times about whether or not his movie that was haunted. And he's like, yeah, stuff happened. Oh my God. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, so the crew thought that maybe they were talking about her so much that she showed up just to make sure they were like doing her justice. And since it's the lowest gross in Conjuring film, I don't think they did. Yeah. I bet they're still haunted to this day by La Llorona. This is um, not how you kill the babies. <laughs> you kill them incorrectly. Not- <laughs> I am a Italian La Llorona. Yeah, this is the Romanian La Llorona. <laughs> la Dracul. Yeah. I am a Dracul La Llorona. Dracul Dracula Llorona. <laughs> anyway, that is my telling of the story of La Llorona. Yay! Yay! It's like Hashtag part myth with a lot of angry feminism and then an actual ghost story at the end. A little, yeah. little bull which, slip it on the bottom. Which is fun because that ghost story didn't exist when I did my story. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Incredible. Well, they shot in 2017. Oh, but me? like it came out in 19. 19, yeah. yeah so. See, look, we need, we need to update these stories so that with these new stories from film sets can be told. These are important. That's what we're doing right now. We did one and we're going to do another when we come back. Hello everyone, it is me Dracula and I'm here to tell you about the Booze and Bruce podcast. You should go onto the iTunes and then make sure you submit a rating and reviewing. It helps them move up the charts. That's the very least you can do for all of this free content you've been enjoying. Free of charge. Just do it for crap's sake. Also, patreon.com slash booze and bruise. Audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches. If you want to support this show after you've already submitted the review, please do so with your monies. Also, social media web websites you can talk to them you will love to do it facebook is booze and bruce twitter is booze and bruce instagram is booze and bruce podcast back to the show blue two three go oh my god i ate so many grappes on that break yeah it was it was a grappe brocke it was a grappe were they muy deliciosa? Muchas gracias. Wow. For listening oh to the show. No. <laughs> no. You're not allowed to make a joke that's that bad, but also funny. Funny. <laughs> you want to eat it, but I don't? Yeah. You know what? Fine. We're not going to throw you out of the podcast this mm-hmm. just yet. All right. Yeah, you're on notice. You're, yes, okay. you've been put on notice. I accept it. So, for... Yeah, if you my, try and impregnate my best friend and steal her children, we will both haunt you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's fine. 
Here that we go. Feels I consent fair. to this. This is fine. <laughs> Enthusiastic consent. I'm, I'm okay. surprisingly okay with this. Yes. So for my mulligan that I am going to retell, I'm going back to episode 11. Nice. Ooh. A good one. A quality episode. Quality episode. And I am going to tell you about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Ooh, heavy hitter. That sounds yes. spooky. It is a muy spooky. Well, let's wave these hills. So located in southwestern Lowell slash Jefferson County, Kentucky, mm-hmm. the Waverly Hill Sanatorium is a former tuberculosis hospital turned nursing home turned derelict shell of a former hospital that originally Fun. opened in 1910. Uh, before it housed a sanatorium, the land upon which the hospital sits was owned by Major Thomas Hayes. Major Tom He's had, so major. He was the majorist. Mm-hmm. Major Tom had daughters, and these daughters needed schooling, but just enough schooling so they didn't get things like ideas. Right. Yeah, we can't give them so much school so they get mouthy. And mm-hmm. opinions. Like, we have to make sure so that So he they, made a building. So he with made a kitchen in it. And he said, cook. <laughs> learn to he cook. He said, learn woman. to make biscuits. Me a, yep. Make me a sandwich. That, yep. Yes. Step two, knitting. Get in there. Step three, fitting a wiener in there for babies. See? That's all you got to learn in this that's school. That's female school. school. That's, Fit that wiener in. That's <laughs> late 1800s female school. Yep. Look in it up. You can find rural, it on Wikipedia. In rural Kentucky. Wiener fit in 404. It's a graduate level class. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. <laughs> Sometimes tricky. Get my yeah. master's in wiener fitology. <laughs> it's like archaeology, but for dicks. Mm-hmm. But for wieners. Yes. So anyway, Major Tom really made the grade and opened up a one bedroom school for his daughters. That was a great joke. Oh, for joke. the wiener fitting. That was a great joke Thank just you. for me. Yeah. <laughs> I Did I look up other Space Odyssey quotes? I did. Good. That's the one I settled with. Um, but the M- Major Tom hired Lizzie Lee Harris as the teacher. And Lizzie's favorite series of books were Sir Walter Scott's Waverly novels. And so he thought, what a cute name for the school. So he called it the Waverly School. Oh my god, it's so cute. You know what I really like? I really like a whole series of novels set in like Scotland in the 1800s. Well, my dear, you'll be delighted to know that I've named the school after your favorite movie. Oh my god, oh my god, it's like the best. I love Wavy Hills. You, I can't wait until you have to fit a wiener inside of you inside of these incredible classroom walls. Oh, Jesus. That's hey, my girl. Spoiler alert. I fit wieners in all the time. All the Don't time. tell me about it. Not yet. <laughs> Spoilers. The baby, the baby Sometimes Jesus three, cries. four at a time. Oh, oh boy. Oh, I'm, really, I'm really good at it. Were you my former neighbor? <laughs> I know, right? I've only seen two. <laughs> Never four. That's a whole section well, on you porn for QP. The, I was like, four is behind a paywall, Melly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's Exclusive fair. content on our Patreon. <laughs> no. Uh, what is it? All fans? Sure. Only yep. fans. Only fans. Thank you. That's that's what you get. By the way, fans. here's your weekly reminder. Get, get them on Still available. <laughs> like a whole package of ballpark franks. It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. She just shoved hot dogs. Anyway. At but just the hot dogs and the bunch. All of them. That's right. At one point. Covered in relish. Major Tom sold his land. You two are bad. Gross, gross human beings. Gross and bad. Who are fired. Okay. I regret nothing. It, I, I, yeah, you shouldn't. So anyway, uh, Major Tom sold his land to the state probably around the time that Louisville began dealing with its own little tuberculosis epidemic. 
Oh no, everybody got the coughs. Yeah, I want to say at the peak of the TB crisis, I want to say like 66 out of 100, I think it's 100 or 200 people had TB in oh, no. Louisville. So it's like Corona. It yeah. was like Corona. It was the Corona of its time, but mm-hmm. central to Louisville. Exactly. <laughs> coffee, coffee. Um, so construction began on a two-story frame building in 1908, and the hospital was open for business as Waverly Hill Sanatorium on July 26, 1910. At the time of its opening, the hospital could treat between 40 and 50 patients comfortably, as mm. what they said. What about uncomfortably? probably about a hundo. Okay. Um, the I feel like uncomfortably we fit as many as you fucking got. Yeah. True. They're sardines. They're just stack, people stack sardines. Stack those tuberculosis patients up to the ceiling like cordwood. Yeah. I just mean, like hot dogs in a vagina. Mm-hmm. Just, pack, just them. pack them in. Just pack them in. Just pack I them mean, all in. They're going to die them anyway. Up, pack them in. Let me begin. Put a ballpark Frank, Frank inside in- that vision. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You've gone too far. That was... Oh, Jesus, Bob. Ah! It's too far. He's so delighted with himself. I wish you could see the movement. He's like turned sideways on his chair and is like throwing himself backwards in delight. Just just like last week, you've tried to make a vagina pun, but it just now is making me think of genies made completely out of vaginas. Sure, yeah. sure. Anyway. The vagin. Yeah. Anyway, the location for Waverly Hill Sanatorium was ideal because at the time the main forms of treatment were rest, a calm environment, and fresh air. The really and wasn't they got a that in a little in southwestern uh, what is it Jefferson County. There was plenty of all space, that. all of that. That's Wide all you got. The freshest of air. Spaces. Yes. Two years Through after to cure your TB. Two years after opening, the hospital underwent its first expansion because TB, surprise, not going away, kind of like COVID. It's so popular. Everybody loves it. Everybody was like, I need to get me some of the TB. Mm. Apparently in the early 1800s in Europe when TB, it was like fashionable to have TB because it made you very thin. Oh, yeah. So like like sunken in eyes and stuff. So they would be able to wear like those super duper tight corsets and they would just like Mm -hmm. cough their blood into a a hanky and just like put it away because it was super chic. It was heroin chic, but it was TB chic. blood hanky with you. How uh, very, how very in style you must be. Yeah. So apparently, looking like a dead skeleton was hip and cool in Europe in the 1800s. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I mean, uh, and in America in the 90s. So true. Any everywhere in the 90s, Le yeah. heroin. Um. Anyway, so they went on un- underwent their first expansion in 1912, and they added um a separate location for advanced cases. The two years after that, the hospital... So the graduate level cases of tuberculosis. Yeah, those are the ones of like, y'all are going to die. <laughs> uh, so it's like main hospital for like, maybe you'll get better? Question main mark. Main hospital, like you've got a cough. Bad hospital, like we're going to put your lungs in the sunlight. Pretty much. <laughs> um, they opened two years after that. So in 1914, they added a children's wing. And I guess at some point they added a separate but equal hospital for African-Americans. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it was very equal. I'm sure. Totally. They got the same health care. You know, the joke was, yeah, I, I bet what happened was they're like, well, we won't give those people the cut them open and leave them outside treatment. That simply will not do. And then meanwhile, they're killing they're, all the white people. Yeah. All the black people are like, all the black people are like sweet, I feel what? better. These idiots are cutting themselves open. 
I was going to be like, they built their uh, tuberculosis ward in the shade. They can't get the good sunshine. Not the good, good sun. On their lungs directly. <laughs> um. So the hospital in 1924, the hospital was basically rebuilt completely and a five-story building was constructed that could treat more than 400 patients. Ooh, that's a lot of yeah, by exposed 19, lungs. That's a lot of exposed lungs. That actually wasn't the main type of treatment. I'll get into that in like, four seconds okay. um but that I'm wasn't the main wasn't type of treatment the there main type of treatment to break their rib cages and expose their lungs to sunlight i mean that's like an option that other hospitals took but i didn't see at least in my research i did not see that they did that this feels very much like just drink bleach and you won't get covid mm-hmm. it really was like donald yeah. trump was was like in the book of tb yeah when he was coming up with those yeah hot he was, takes he, it, it was like the hydrochloroquine of its day. Yeah. It really was. In a time when people were fucking stupid, Donald Trump looked like an almost educated human. Incredible. Incredible. I, do, I actually do not think that is true, but... Fair enough. I'm incorrect. <laughs> He's still an idiot. Yeah, yeah, So, again, seeing as how in 1924, people were like, yep, this disease still not going anywhere. Um, doctors started trying other treatments, as I mentioned. So, when sunlight... And rest and uh, a healthy, uh, sorry, rest, fresh air, and a healthy diet consisting of bacon, eggs, cottage cheese, and whole milk. When oh my God, so much shits. When that didn't work, they thought, well, what else can we do? Never in my, they went through like hundreds of pounds of this stuff. And I'm like, there are no vegetables. There are no fruits. I just like hospital ever. I I just see them like using bacon as a spoon to eat cottage (laughs) cheese. And then drinking it with their milk. And they're like, I'm on a, it's like, um, it's like that keto joke where they're yes. like, someone's just like eating a whole stick of raw butter and they're like, I'm finally taking control of my health. <laughs> That's it. But yet they don't realize milk makes your coughs worse. So they're just like, yeah, it's just all yeah. phlegm, all of it. Just, oh my God. Yeah. So gross. Again, the diet part, not so smart either, but um, doctors would try doing lobectomies which is where you take diseased parts of the lung and just remove them. So you're yeah. like just cutting out the bad parts. Okay. I mean, that feels like science. It's science adjacent. They're like, well, if it's the diseased part isn't there, you don't have the disease anymore. Yeah, I follow that logic. Yeah, sure. sure. It's not actually. Okay, so here's what we'll do. Work. We'll cut out all the diseased parts of their lung. Yeah. We'll replace it with cottage cheese and bacon. And <laughs> see, <laughs> sew them back up and be like, how do they feel? I'm sure it will help. Oh, totally. Um, it's it's good fat. They're replacing <laughs> they're yeah. fat, but it's a healthy fat. It's a healthy. Replace all those omega sixes with omega threes. You're gonna be fine. You'll you'll feel great. Um, they also performed thoracoplasty. Yep. Okay. Which involved removing several ribs so they could easily, more easily collapse your lung on purpose. And the idea behind that was to give your lung a break. Oh, so you, if you ain't got no lungs, you can't, you can't breathe. You ain't got no lungs. That's right. So if you're, but then they were like, oh, it's, it's healing a little better. And it actually did kind of work in some patients because it did give the lung a break. But the other one was fucked because that one had to work extra hard to make up for the one that wasn't working. I just feel like if you had a cough with a collapsed lung, that sounds so painful. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. And then they, uh, some other treatments, they would put balloons and 
swell up your lung to like make it larger to make it easier for you to breathe okay here's i am a scientist from the 1920s yes we either have to make the lung much smaller or much 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 bigger bigger. these are the only two possibilities right this has been science (laughs) my name is bacon my name has been tuna science (laughs) i will devote my half of the clinic to inflating the lungs you will destroy them Right. Perfect. I will kill all the lungs and feed my patients nothing but cottage cheese and eggs. I'll feed them nothing but butter. Delicious. Let's see. Amazing. Let's meet in the middle and see what happens. So for the poor souls who had a double lung infection, obviously you can't collapse both lungs because... I mean, you can. Sure. I don't think they had automated breathing machines back in 1920. No, no. I mean, you can't do it and live, but you can do it. Yeah, you can just do it. (laughs) I mean, you might as well just put a pillow over their fucking face at that point. Also yeah, a viable not, treatment that's option. That's not science. It's yeah. just, but it's more sciencey. Your death is related to science. Yes, but this way is science. <laughs> so like, it's not murder. It's death by accident. Yeah, science. it's not murder. It's science. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so for those who had the double lung infection, they used quote the shot bag method. What's the well, shot that bag sounds method? Healthy. That's where they took bags of shot. Starting at one pound, and they would put it on top of your shot collarbones. Like buckshot? Like buckshot. So they would start it, and they put a pound of it on top of your collarbone. And they then, fucking Giles Corey you with tuberculosis? Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's awful. And then they would add uh, ounce. More I think it was like weight. an out and more weight. Yeah. He's sitting there as he's being crushed to death, and he's like, more weight. So they put up to five pounds of shot on their chest, and that was supposed to help. It's like it's like the weighted blanket of its day. It really was because yeah. I guess the idea was it would restrict the expansion of the lung, so and it would t- teach more. Again, we're trying breathing. to make the lungs smaller. Yeah, and it would encourage more correct. Breathing. You know what breathes well? Babies will make them feel like they're back in the womb. Babies don't have tuberculosis. There it is, science. All right, anyone who has tuberculosis, we shove them up their mother's vagina. Perfect. Done. Science. <laughs> You know someone. I hope they've been going to that Waverly school where they've been learning how to put all these ballpark franks in their vaginas. I hope so, too. Luckily, Um, it's right next door. So shockingly, when all of these different forms of treatments failed and the patients died, their bodies needed to go somewhere. Um, And so the Waverly. Hence the bacon. Hence the bacon. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Bacon is people. It was the original Soylent Green of its time. God, it's Jesus, people! <laughs> Gross. Oh, God, it's just like they were left to ferment out in the sun. <laughs> they got lumpy. Lumpy uh, and liquidy. Lumpy. Icky. Yeah. Um, no, so anyway, they thought, you know what? It's, it's not good for morale if our patients who are trying to get better in the solarium just see us hauling out hundos of dead people Every so often, we need to keep morale up. So that way they're not like, well, I'm just going to die anyway. And then they you just know, give up and, you know, actually die. Do you know what's funny is because now, as we live through a pandemic, like Los Angeles had to uh, quell their uh, air quality air pollution yes. laws so they could cremate a bunch of bodies. And then they reopened outdoor dining and everyone was like, mm, smells smoky. It did not. They don't care anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> People don't care anymore. No. When, you know, when I went out last night to take the garbage down, it smelled like smoke. And I didn't think about it until just now. I was inhaling dead people. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they I'm just so reopened. I'm so fucking out. mortified right now. <laughs> yep. 
He's got and like just the big eyes. He's dying. like, and everyone's like complaining that like, oh, I'm finally outside, but like, it smells smoky. Like this is whereas in the 20s they're like, we have to hide the dead people, and here they're like, we've put them in the atmosphere. Yeah. So so you, <laughs> you can go out and have your fucking. Brunch. You're inhaling death. Enjoy your spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> have fun with your spaghetti with the side of dead people. Gross. So anyway, what they that what they concocted, what they constructed was a body shoot. <laughs> body shoot. Shoot. <laughs> Tell me more. So this body shoot is a 525 foot underground tunnel. Oh my God. I was like, tell me it's a catapult. Tell me it's a catapult. <laughs> I wish it. It's almost like a train. It's like a little train car. Tell me more. <laughs> of tunnel underneath the ground. Finally, some content for me on this show. That connected the first floor of the main building and the basement of the hospital to the bottom of the hill where families could then meet to collect the bodies or they could be sent off to be cremated. So it's like a laundry chute for grandma. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So right. that way patients wouldn't see other people and feel like, oh, it, this is a hopeless case for me. Because they also thought a positive mental health outlook would also help people. Well, that is true. Yeah. Um, so yes, they had that. And by the 1940s, tuberculosis patients were being treated with uh, streptomycin, which greatly reduced the number of tuberculosis cases. And when by killing the patient, no, it made them better. That's how you're treat. That's how tuberculosis is treated. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm a learned doctor and I've spent my entire life just prescribing people bacon. Yeah. Sadly, I found the best way to reduce the number of patients is by killing them. I mean, it, it is it's the been best very way. successful thus far. My wing is completely empty. None of my patients have died of tuberculosis if I shoot them in the face. <laughs> I don't have to report those numbers to the government. It's science. Take that, Uncle Sam. God. Anyway, so by the 1940s, Take that, tuberculosis. More, most people were treated with streptomycin, which greatly reduced the number of cases. And there was no longer a need for such a large hospital because there were fewer and fewer. Yeah, because we fucking patients. figured out antibiotics. We figured out how to help. And uh, and it didn't shockingly didn't involve direct UV exposure to the sun by cutting said lungs and chest. We open. had to try to know. <laughs> I feel bad Scient- for the guinea pigs. Scientific method, baby. Oof. <laughs> this is not a place to test out your hypothesis. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> so anyway, the hospital closed down in June of 1961. In 19- no one's coughing to death anymore. Nobody's doing that. So in July, or sorry, in 1962, I think it was November of 62, the hospital was reopened as Woodhaven Medical Services. Um, the state shut. These the- are for the most medical of services. Yes. So that was a geriatric hospital where they would treat. Um, Olds. Olds. Oh, so they can with, still use the grandma shoot. Right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they treated. I mean, we got this grandma shoot. What, what kind of hospital can we, it can came, we cook it up? with a grandma shoot. So they. So we don't have to get rid of this cool grandma shoot. I guess they would treat very severely mentally handicapped patients. As grandmas well, who like slides? As well as grandmas who had Alzheimer's. Oh. So they, they had Alzheimer's, but then also like people who were just dumb that were there as well. Um, so you'll be shocked to learn that in 1982, the state of Kentucky shut that shit down after a grand jury investigation found severe cases of mistreatment of their patients. Sure. I'm shocked because that like never happens at mental institutions. They're always no. great. Mm-hmm. Or or geriatric hospitals. People love grandmas. It's true. They're, yeah. They love grandmas who can't remember how to do anything themselves. Yeah. There's a lot of money in healing people that no one cares about. Yeah. Tons of money. Yeah. So yeah, that thanks Reagan. 
fucking Reagan. So anyway, that got shut down in 1982. And over the years, the hospital went through a number of, we have a great idea for this space. Like, we don't want to tear it down, but we're going to come up with some ideas. Some of those I've got ideas. a great idea. Bright idea. Plastics. So, bright idea number one, prison. Cool. Sure. That's a good Pe- one. People were like, no, I don't want a prison that close to cities. So they were like, fine, we'll scrap that idea. Second idea, apartments. Sure. Sure. With that smell of death and yep. have grandma shoots. And grandma shoots. Yep. So yeah, that didn't shockingly didn't get the funding. It's got funding. like a play palace you just, in it. You just cross out grandma, write laundry, done. Done. Mm-hmm. Or garbage for that matter. Yeah. Um, cross the- out grandma, write garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just. And the, great, and the great thing is you can still put grandma down there. Oh. <laughs> it just feels like so much about what our world is today. Yep. Seriously. Um, and it was also going to be the, the, last plan before it just turned into a derelict building was it was going to be home of the world's biggest jesus statue bigger than christ the redeemer oh fuck you christ the redeemer and basil that's right um and it was also going to serve as a chapel theater and gift shop they were really going to make it a place to go and worship and buy toys and really toys yeah specifically really economize the jesus yep yeah really profit That's off great, that jesus the, the church has really had some financial troubles recently mm-hmm. so but this was in oh that's a good point you know what that was in the like yeah i mean they're 90s uh, the always struggling for money because you always. know jesus because jesus. jesus jesus live pops jesus action figures come yeah. with real holy water so much fun kids <laughs> buddy jesus buddy, buddy jesus. jesus that's <laughs> right up, baby um, so all these plans fell through. And like I said, and at that point, it just kind of fell into disrepair. Gangs took over. Homeless people took over. Um, and in 2001. Gangs and youths. Youths. So in 2001, the Waverly Gangs Hills. Gangs of roving Catholics wishing that it was the Jesus, Jesus party. Jesus statue. Yeah. So 2001, the Waverly Hills Historical Society was formed and um, was meant to raise money to restore the building so they were going to be like hey we're going to offer tours we're going to kind of clean it up we're going to offer tours and the money that we make from the tours will go towards restoring the hospital to what it once was we're going to kind of clean it up it's still going to be mostly dirty and disgusting yeah yeah, but we're 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 going to like restore the grandma shoot to its former glory yeah it's a slow burn kind of like the cremation machines kind of like tuberculosis (laughs) yes (laughs) um and what they learned as they were starting to go through and make some of these renovations is that this place is haunted as shit sure seems like it would be yeah it's true um so now what they do instead of just offering tours you can get that but most people come to waverly hill sanatorium for the ghost tour ghosts ghosts what? I I feel like our Lord and Savior Zach Baggins has been there. He has, he has been there. <clears throat> um, one reported Waverly Hills Sanatorium. The grandma shoot of death. Of death. The dark shadows of the deaths and dismemberments still haunt these very halls, as do this the shadows of memories <laughs> of grandmas down the shoot. I'm past. not going to tell you that. That's really close to shit he's saying on Friday's episode. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but the you know water him. with the fl- the fluid within your lungs holds memory. Holds memory mm-hmm. of coughs past. <laughs> Got a penny in your pocket? You can travel to Mars with your mind. <laughs> um, so one reportedly haunted location is room 502. Um, All right. The legend around that room is that a pregnant nurse committed suicide by hanging 
in said room. Apparently, she done got herself knocked up by either a doctor who worked mm-hmm. at the hospital mm-hmm. or the owner of said hospital. So not I, a patient. So no. not never not a patient. Never a patient banger. She she and tuberculosis had a loving relationship, mm-hmm. and he impregnated her with a TB baby. Gross. T baby. A T baby. A T baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. So needless to say, neither one of the no, men the, or baby T. That's how you get Mister T. Once he goes to tea finishing school, mm-hmm. yeah, then he's Mister T. That's where you get his necklaces. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she uh, th- neither. Doesn't go good to get a tea pain. Wow, that's when it hurts. Wants to buy you a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. The father did not want to take responsibility for this child and seeing as how it was either in the, I think it was in the 1930s, there really wasn't any option for a single mom. Oh no, she's a Hollywood mother. She's a Hollywood mother. So seeing no option, she killed herself. There's always an option, you guys. Always. Yeah, Um, you can have the baby, let the guy get attached to it, then murder murder it, it, and then kill yourself and then vengefully haunt him. Yeah. Well, These are options well, available to you. While killing more babies. babies. Yeah. Well, only recently, though. Yeah, that's true. That's only Set recently. Set up franchises of baby murder. <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? This is yeah. La Llorona East. Yeah. In <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky. Mick, Mickey. La Llorona. Kentucky edition. Kentucky edition. <laughs> Semi or colon. Kentucky colon. Mick Llorona's. Yeah. Just comp in for you got a, a happy qu- meal. Got a quarter pound baby? Just put it in the to- toilet or whatever. I don't know. <sighs> What? I, I don't know. I, what like, did you just say? I didn't, just, think, I didn't think it through. I just said words. <laughs> just words. put it in the toilet or, toilet whatever. or whatever. Just put it somewhere. <laughs> um, However La Llorona kills babies, that's how you do it. Were you not listening? <laughs> no. I no, no, you never listened. <laughs> so regarding activity in and around room 502, a lot of people hear footsteps. Um, and things moving and you know that sort of and then like a snap and a crack and and that's it (laughs) Um, but one visitor in 2019 had a much different experience on the fifth floor so while on a tour um, so they have like you know large I think groups of 30 to 50 people go on these ghost tours and probably not right now right now no Um, I'd recommend against it actually I think so well it's Kentucky um, they might really, not eat anywhere in America at this point. Yeah. I don't That's think a good point. They do overnight tours anymore, but I think they still do tours. Oh, that makes sense because COVID sleeps at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. you only get COVID when you sleep next to a person. Yeah. Duh. Um, so anyway, so he's on the fifth floor and this guy volunteered to walk down the dark hallway alone on the ghost tour. So everyone's kind I of at one end. I will walk down the dark hallway alone. Alone. I stood. Also, Aaron, you do. Aaron, it. go down Aaron, there. Aaron, go down there. <laughs> So Aaron goes down the hallway. He stands in the middle of it, arms outstretched, Jesus pose. Oh, Christ the Redeemer style. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're swinging it back around. Um, And he began to feel a burning sensation in his chest. And apparently when people were looking at him from the other end of the hallway, his legs had a sort of mirage type look about them. So like, you know, when you're in the desert and you have that kind of heat wave mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his legs were looking like that Bookie. and then he felt something touch his foot and the opposite uh leg so right foot left leg let's say okay um and it's believed that something passed through him perhaps the nurse herself who haunts the fifth floor oh um but apparently that happens sometimes during these tours is that uh the nurse will walk through people she just likes to be inside him she does mm. she's like like this baby 
that's inside of me an inversion of the normal relationship yeah yeah, yeah. hashtag feminism hell yeah now anal I'm probe what's up you um yeah get this tuberculosis out through your butt yeah that's how i do it as a nurse so another ghost that reportedly haunts the hospital's little tammy okay Timmy. Oh, Timmy. Timmy. Timmy is between six and seven years old, most likely, and he probably died with the tuberculosis. Um, so he just and Timmy just wants to play. Oh, oh Timmy doesn't want to play. Timmy wants to play. So on the he primarily Timmy probably also wants his daddy. Probably. Wow. Um wow. so Timmy primarily hangs out on the third floor and if you bring a leather ball. I'm just here to give the listeners what they want, Bob. <laughs> Pedophilia. Yes. <laughs> we don't want those listeners. Um, so he will usually, if you bring a ball and set it on the floor. What some, if you bring two? Hey, oh, now we're talking. Um, he will move the ball because he just wants to play with you. So you can set usually He'll a leather ball. Your nuts like a boxer. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah, there was a story of somebody who put a ball. So they put their little soccer ball on the floor. They drew a circle around it just to see if it moved. And at the end of their investigation, it had moved. But there was no wind or anything else that night. So Timmy oh, wanted, but they didn't see it move. They were just they like over time, it, it, it moved, moved itself out. Yeah. Okay. Because Timmy wants to play. Timmy wants to play, but slowly. Um, but apparently he doesn't just hang out on the third floor. Like people have played ball with Timmy all over the place, but he's primarily Timmy is a whore floor. for balls. He will go anywhere for mm -hmm. a ball. Any old place. He, you got some balls? He's gonna... He's, he's there for them. Yeah. Play with them. Um, yeah. So, and Roll them around in his hands. Given all of the bodies, another haunted location, given all of the bodies that have been transported through the oh, grandma shoot, um, it's no surprise that this place is haunted as well. Oh, the grandma shoot is? The grandma shoot is haunted, mm. yes. So during an investigation, a woman equipped with a laser beam because the shoot is so long that just a normal flashlight doesn't penetrate the sure. darkness all the way through. Mm. So oh, she yeah, penetrate that. Penetrate. Yeah, you so gotta she use lasers for penetration. Had a laser beam. Uh, so mm. as she stuck her laser beam uh, down the hole, uh, the laser beam actually that, got... That's the grandma enjoying it sound. <laughs> I'm grandma lova lova. Oh, boy. Mm. Grandma lova lova. Wow, mm. <laughs> you guys. They call me Grandma Boombastic. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> she shone her light down the grandma chute and it stopped. <laughs> Wait, she put her Jewish space laser down the grandma chute? She yeah, she Jewish space lasered down the chute, down the grandma chute, and it got <laughs> stuck on a solid figure. So it didn't complete go down oh, couldn't the penetrate that figure it couldn't no. penetrate that figure and then that figure starts coming at them it's me oh. and got any hot dogs she's asking for some hot dogs as this figure mm. is coming back up the chute towards them it's uh at one point so it was a solid white in color and then it kept approaching them until one point it just vanished interesting solid white yeah so it was oh gosh jesus it was it was jesus um and then after and then it disappeared and then the little laser beam went all the way down the tunnel Haunted. um other visitors hear footsteps and disembodied voice i gather as much thank you at the end of every ghost story, we should be like haunted very haunted um but uh, other reports that people hear are footsteps disembodied voices mm -hmm. That sort Horny of thing. General ghostiness. Yeah, general. There's a lot of general ghostiness about this hospital, even though heavy hitter, it's a lot of general, which is kind of poopy. Sure. But it's fine. Um, and the morgue room 
again, as you'd be surprised, is haunted as well. Um, during their investigation, our Lord and Savior, Zach Baggins, um, felt lazy while he was in the morgue. Mm. I'm so lazy. I'm feeling so lazy, which seems to be actually the opposite of how the ghosts act because yeah. the same woman that shown her laser down grandma's chute um, also hopped into one of the morgue boxes mm -hmm. and she just sat there for a minute and she heard a lot of people talking. Sure. She heard gurneys move and she heard like feet shuffling around. So it's not that people in the morgue feel lazy. No. They're hard at work. Cleaning well, up dead people. Like, well, because they stole all his energies, bro. Yeah. Zach That's why felt he's lazy. lazy. And grandma's like, you can just lay there, hot stuff. I'll do all the work. Oh, my God. Lay down in the morgue bed and I'll spit in your mouth. <laughs> How many hot dogs you got, Mr. Baggins? <laughs> Good Lord. <sighs> Finally. <laughs> Just gonna end this crazy story. <laughs> um, and perhaps the creepiest are the reports of doppelgangers, doppelgangers, or shadow figures. <laughs> I realized that my doppelganger, and people are gonna be like, what? Doppelganger. <laughs> um, they, and shadow figures, like people will see a lot of doppelgangers. In mm -hmm. fact, um, our Lord and Savior saw one. Uh, Aaron could have sworn Nick walked into a room, but Nick was nowhere near that room. Oh. Um, um, and Wookie. one woman who was the ass end of her ghost tour, um, she thought that her friend Doug was walking behind her. So she's just like, do 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 do, kind of talking to Doug. It's a Dougalganger. It was a Dougalganger. <laughs> so, anyway, so she's at the back end. Somebody at the front of the group trips. And Doug is like, oh, are you okay? And she realized, oh my God, it's a Dougalganger. Doug is actually not behind me. So oh she turns God. to be like, well, who is behind me? Nobody. Uh, spooky. Haunted. Haunted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there uh, was another visitor who, again, similar, he thought he saw his friend walk into a room and he followed that friend. He's like, oh, where are you going, pal? And when he gets to the room, no one's there. So it's like these doppelgangers, which people also think seem to be demons, because other times they'll be on all, they'll be shadow figures on all fours, kind of mm -hmm. like spider crawling toward them. Mm -hmm. mm, um, I'm like, the, you the Baggins went definite demon. Oh. Um, of course he did. And like, because doppelgangers are demons and they're trying to lure you, false yeah, security. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was like, was the doppelganger like trying to lead her somewhere dangerous? Possibly. What, and it, then they, but then they disappear. So it's not like they just stay. And then the doppelganger is like, yes, come to me. And then like. Kills them. What if they just, just lead them into a room and then you're like, wait, how, why the fuck am I here? Why is it? Just, what if it's just Spider Man? I don't think it's just Spider Man. All right, fine. Is Spider Man a black blob of demon? Sometimes he has a black suit. Well, that no, it's not Venom. It could be Venom. Maybe it's Venom. Spider Man wore the black suit before he came back. I don't want to get into it. This is not the Marvel <laughs> Hour. <laughs> so anyway, that is the Mulligan retelling of the Waverly Hill Sanatorium in Lowell, Kentucky. Man, oh man. Good job. Good Thank you. stuff. Thank you. Speaking of good, let's talk about this beer. I really enjoy this beer. Yeah. It's yummy. So it is, um, it's called Mulligan. It's from Second Chance Beer Company out of San Diego. Sure. San Diego. It's uh, 26 Eboos. So it's a great amount of Eboos for me. For you. Who hates an Ebu. Yes, it is an Irish style red ale. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've got a wristwatch on and that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 5.6%. And it's, tell couple. you, 
They tell you to drink it whilst hiking in the mountains or relaxing with friends. Or having and roasted meats. And I feel meats. like um, having open containers is not legal. Not strictly. So they're telling you Maybe to break the law. Maybe in Ireland, yes. You Who can knows? just drink yeah. out in the open. Please tell us. Yeah. Um, Irish listeners, hear us. I'm and, sure that you are. Yeah. So anyway, it's got a really... I mouths? like the malt. It's got a very strong malt flavor. Yeah, it is like good. a good... They talk about smooth caramel malts. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's absolutely. kind of... 100%. It's sweet. It's very good. They tell you to eat it, drink it with a creme brulee. Wow. Brulee? Yeah. Creme brulee. I had brulee. a stroke. They they says it pairs... They says. They say it pairs with... <laughs> they says it pairs with the creme brulee. So it good. pairs with shepherd's pie, French onion soup, goat cheese, roasted meats, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which feels like a heavy dinner, but I'm here for it. If you're having I'm a, so hungry, if it's you're like having a tuberculosis roast, dinner. Absolutely. Right before you yeah. die of tuberculosis, have a stick of butter and this beer and you're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. It says smooth caramel malts, balanced and mild, easy drinking. I would agree absolutely. with, all, agree with of yeah. all of that. It's imagine a Killian's really Irish red. Now imagine it tastes better and is yeah. made in San Diego, California. That's it. Yeah, That's yeah. It's Imagine really great. it tastes better. I got no complaints. I about think it's delicious. This beer. Me too. Hey, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Guess what I love? Mm. Child murder. Mm. And that, we had a lot of that today, and I was very pleased <sighs> yeah. about both stories. You know what else I love? I love skeletons that have to cough to keep being skeletons. That's always good. I love snake ladies. Snake ladies are very creepy. Yeah. I love shoots that are snaky shirt ladies. I love yeah. snaky shirt ladies. I love grandma shoots. You know what I don't love? Things that are sad. Hey, well, I love more than anything, the Dougalganger. Melissa wins. <laughs> I knew it. When I said Dougalganger, I was like, she's going to win. She's like, going to win for Dougalganger right you, now. You just handed it to her right at the end. <laughs> I was I'm like, fine with it. This one's neck and neck. Nope, Dougalganger. <laughs> Dougalganger. Uh, I want to say uh, your story won that episode as well. I think we both win. We both, you know what? We're we all winners here. We all win. We all get, uh, you know who doesn't win? Dead grandma. No, that's sh- right. She doesn't win. Well, she's trying to hump Zach Baggins in a morgue. Then she's winning. Yep. Um, huh. She earned it. Died of, died of tuberculosis you. so that she could get some of that fresh man meat. Hot dog dick. Yeah, yep. man, follow your dreams. So anyway, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Yeah, come back next week. There'll be more booze. And there will be more booze. And until then. Cheers. Cheers. Haunted.